Hello, Namaste. I welcome you all to the 68th session of Guru Bodha. I dedicate this and all of my works at the holy feet of Dr. H. Chandrasekhar Rudupa. This class is made live exclusively to Easy Ayurveda weekly class subscribers. If you want to do that, please go to easyayurveda.com slash video dash classes. The links are there in the video description below the YouTube video. And coming to the topic, this is actually a continuation. Still, there are two or three points which are not clear to many of the students. So we are taking that up. Uh, the first question is making of takrar butter milk. A student writes, I take whole grass fed cream, not milk, just a cream, boil it, add a little bit of curd, ferment it and then add four parts of water and churn it. It separates in butter and white water. Is that proper way to make takra or buttermilk? Guru sir, there are few uh, points in it that you know the cream part of the milk is usually collected and you know that is uh, collected for few days and then it is fermented that is the standard way of making the navanita or butter but in in making the buttermilk the, the full milk is used not just the cream sir i don't know why this uh, these variations usually floats in the market and many times the people go with the these new generations but very clearly how our uh, the elders or grandmothers were used to do it very clearly every day the milk which is produced it has been taken and it is boiled once it is boiled and cooled on the surface of it we get a cream and that cream we used to separate it and keep it in a vessel and this type of procedure continues for usually for a period of week one week of time and whatever the cream is collected in one week, usually that will be kept in the fridge or something like that. Then we churn it with little bit of water adding or without even adding the water, we churn it. So when we churn it, automatically the Navanita gets separated and whatever the remnant water is there, it is white in color, thin white in color. And that is why to call it as a buttermilk. This is the easiest way and the, the commonest way what we have noticed. But now the things have changed and people are, you know, now they will take the milk, boil it and leave it as it is, make it a curd by putting some curd into that, making a fermented it, then churning it, then that also can give you the uh, Navanita as well as the buttermilk. So both ways can be done and that is the ideal way of making Takra, but not simply taking the curd, mixing it with water and shaking it or churning it or making diluting it and called as Takra. No, that is not Takra. Thank you, there, sir. And another point which was not very clear from the last description was that, you know, with what we can take buttermilk and with what we should not take, there is a mention of like a sitopala or the sita, the, you know, candy sugar, uh, which is mentioned. And the, you know, the, the reference for that is found, like with what we should take or we should not take. So this is from Aftangaradiyam Sutra Sanaf fifth chapter it says it has sore taste and sore vipaka grahi absorbent guru uh, heavy to digest usna hot dadi and it balances vata dosha very well and it can increase krut means to increase it can increase meda fat shukrada shukradatu bhala Strength, Shleshma, Kapha, Kapha and Pitta Dosha, it can increase 
Yeah, pitta and rakta is also mentioned means uh, you know it can increase bleeding tendencies or can potentially vitiate uh, rakta dhatu or blood tissue and blood related disorders and it can increase agni and also if someone has inflammation or shofa it can increase that also approaches to it improves the taste perception capacity and useful in aruchi and shitaka vishamajwara there also it's useful pinasa also it's useful difficult in urination uh, somewhat useful dry and this is where the trouble point is or in a way it needs a little bit of uh, explanation it says naivadyan nishi naiva ushnam vasanta ushna sharatsu na namudgasupam nakshaudram tannagrita sitopalam naivadyan nishi means in the night it should not be taken naiva adya some people uh, say it as morning and some people say it as like uh, in the first part of the meals it should not be taken upfront nishi it should not be taken in the night nai vosnam it should not be heated vasanta ushna sharatsu in during spring summer and autumn seasons it's not good there was a question in the last class asking whether can it be taken in the in the rainy season so it it, it can be taken during rainy season uh, because only spring autumn and grishma or summer is uh, told as not so good na means no na amudga supam means without uh, using mudga soup or green gram soup it's not so congenial na akshotram it, it can be taken with honey and also it can be taken with grita and sitopala meaning sugar and candy sugar and ghee can be taken along with it nacha anamalakam without amalaka also it's not so very good to take curd and na apinithyam it's not ideal to take curd or consume curd every day no mandya manyata manda here the commentator when we get into that uh, he says that manda means like the sweet curd which is getting formed just in the transformation stage the you know full sour curd is not formed just the initial sweet curd is not so very ideal and it it is also not good in like a fever and in blood bond disorders pitta visarpa kushta many of the skin diseases also is not so good to say uh, good to take even in pandu uh, or anemia or early stage of liver disorders brahma dizziness pitta related problems it's not so uh, very good to take and coming to the explanation of it yeah it's very clear from this first two lines it explains about its potential what dadi or curd can do so very clearly we need to understand here it is we are talking about the fresh and which is little bit amla paka which is but not in the taste itself taste will also be having little bit of amlata in that but it will not be so sour so it should be somewhat little bit of madura it should be there but acharya very specifically mentions it is amla paka and rasa so there will be sourness means sourness will be dominating the madura rasa here madura rasa even though it is there even kashaya rasa is also present in to some extent that will not be highlighted in front of the amla rasa that is one point number second thing which is capable of what it can do it can improve medas it can improve shukra it can improve bala it can improve shleshma pitta rakta agni along with that anything is these doshas or dhatus it increases beyond certain limit because of the continuous usage of these uh, curd then it may cause a disease of of that particular thing it may even cause related with the shleshma pitta even it may cause a shofa and it is good and it improves the ruchi 
and it is very good in certain disease conditions like penisa where there is continuous dribbling from the nose or rhinitis what we call usually or in case of mutra kruchya it will be good and in grahani dosha this is good this is one the explanation goes in that way and as you may pointed out very clearly where it should not be consumed alone that is important we should not consume dadi alone that is the one naivadyam nishi naivoshtam vasante sharato these are the places where we know should not consume dadi alone it should not be consumed in the morning with as a first thing or it should not be at the end and it is ushna in nature or it should not not be boiled and taken it is should not be consumed in vasanta sharad ritu as well as in grishma ritu but we find it across northern india very commonly people consume lassi throughout the year and it will be very common even during the summer seasons definitely if you consume that one is a regular thing then definitely it is going to lead to lot of kushta condition that is the reason we are uh, happen to see lot of kushta diseases nowadays then very clearly said alive if you want to take it curd then what should be mixed with curd should not be taken as alone then you can mix it with mudga supa or you can mix it with kshaudra you can mix it with grita you can mix it with sidopala or you can mix it with amla ki churna something like that and you can take it and similarly ill formed are not even a properly formed are there were many times it so happens that we put some curd for the fermenting and the morning we notice that it is not properly formed said so that is called as mandakadadi and that type of mandakadadi should not be consumed because it is going to cause diseases and definitely if you consume excessive of uh, curd in large quantities it leads to jwara asruk pitta visarpa kushta pandu brahma and this type of diseases but i have seen any person one who is having presently nowadays the tendency is that most of the people from the the urban sector they will be giving lot of exercises to their mind rather than their physical body they will be working with the computer and the system and throughout the day they will be working and even night working and even while working they will be eating so such type of people if you go on consuming this um, curd then definitely they land up in some sort of obesity and there will be some sort of endocrineal dysfunctions and that leads to in case of women it is hair loss or it may be pcod or a thyroid issues and similarly in case of a male it may be infertility diabetes or obesity so we need to be very cautious about this how to use it it's a beneficial one it should be used in a typical manner to increase its beneficial effects on the body and how to avoid its the negative effect on the body that we should know it thank you sir and and also just just uh, a few few comments indication in pinasa pinasa roughly translates to say running nose or rhinitis in that pinasa shasamiti katam this is from sarvanga sundari commentary uh, katam uh, katam avisheshena uktam means why pinasa is specifically told ketas chatwara pinasaha vata pitta kapha sannipata jayati vakshante there are four types of pinasa vataja pittaja kapha aja and sannipataja but the the curd can increase pitta and kapha but it can decrease vata that's why the commentator continues saying tatra dadnu vataadika eva yuktatvam means vata curd of all the ifs and buts conditions can balance vata dosha very well atra sanchakshmahe paripaka pinasa supashantihi meaning in vataja type of pinasa it is useful and because it can slightly increase pitta and kapha dosha it causes rhinitis to undergo paka in other times it helps in turning 
so sort of dry rhinitis into you know a pr productive rhinitis in which is one of the stages of its healing so paripaka karam chadadi ushnatvat so because of its hotness it is useful in vataja this one uh, vataja type of rhinitis and nishi naiva na kinchit dadyat meaning in all terms and conditions taking caldet night is not uh, rec not recommended means clearly it is not so very much recommended there means night it is not recommended so during daytime it can be taken meaning it should not be heated but there are some recipes with uh, you know with cold heating but still not not so recommended as for ayurveda naivoshnam Agnadi, okay, that's done. Vasanta Grishmaratu seasons we have covered. Anyardavapi Mudga Supadinam Anyatamaneva Rahitam Napujam. Apart from these, in other some circumstances also, without green gram soup and the ghee or the you know uh, sitopala or the candy sugar, etc., whichever amla, whichever has been explained, amlaki, without them, ishkal should not be taken. Tatrabhuta Sitopala Yo Samam Shikata Yoreva Yogena. So this is it can be taken in equal quantity when it is added with ghee and uh, sugar. Mudra supadina to Mishri Bhava Dadnya Janya Manasya Doshasya Pratibandartam Kalpate. So whatever the rakta pitta, rakta increasing, pitta increasing, vitiating effects of cold is there that gets negated out. Doshasya Pratibandartam means it gets balanced out. When it is mixed with say green gram soup and all those other things mixed. Mandaka as Gurasar has rightly uh, pointed out, it is just the it's just the you know transformative stage. Dukda Vastam Vetitya Dadiavastam Asampraptam Antarala Vartihi. clearly mentions that at that stage of when it is undergoing uh, curdling is not milk it has left the stage of milk but it is getting into the stage of uh curd but not there yet ama it's called as mandaka and and it is also seen like a, you know in case of like sprouted grains also it is seen that because it is like one form of of grain or you know pulse or anything is getting transformed into another form it, in that stage is not so very ideal because nutrition sort of is not very well this one and very well settled or formed nutritional components so so also is explained here probably that answers uh, all the questions regarding uh, regarding the last class coming to a few of the questions here uh, do we need to churn curd and consume every time we use curd in our diet not not very much required churning every time before consumption no there is no need no need for the churning yeah and and there is question like can we take jaggery with curd it can increase kapha and pitta both and jaggery can potentially increase kapha dosha as well as pitta because it is ushna in nature jaggery is also ushna in nature so that also can increase the condition yeah already there are a lot of ifs and buts conditions put mm. better not to try those, those who are particularly the women, those who are in periods or those who are in that type of conditions or those who are having a disturbance in their menstrual cycle and they have a tendency of heavy bleeding during periods, they should avoid these things, combinations, because they are having a potential to cause or increase the conditions. Yes, that is uh, is good or is sweet fresh curd good to consume sour curd ex explanation is that sweet is also not so very different just, just that 
sweet curd which we call as which is dominantly marking the soreness of a curd and it is a very very fresh one that can be taken but once we could able to identify the soreness in that that is a real curd and from that onwards if you consume more of the curd then the effect of ati amlarasa yoga on body it will take place so we need to be cautious that how much is required for myself that needs to be understood because we cannot have a blanket opinion just simply that this is good for everybody this is bad for everybody that cannot be done it is the individual thing even based on the body nature and based on our prakriti and the places where we are living and our agni shakti everything plays into role and definitely consuming curd which is very very amla in nature may trigger acidity because of its amla rasa because its vipaka is also amlata so that we need to be taken care of all those things that's the reason acharya has said that no don't consume the curd alone mix it with either sitopalla mix it with grita mix it with mudga supa mix it with all these things that's the reason they are quoted uh, there's a question like can cow's milk go through changes in rainy season cow's milk balances or decreases pitta and vata dosha and can potentially support let's say support or increase kapha does it have more vata since vata is aggravated in nature in us these things i mean cow milk and all the dairy products or any food ingredient due to the effect of season there could be very minor change in how it behaves minor changes there may be i can tell so because uh, seasonal impact when speaking about rutucharya uh, especially while explaining sharad rutu the acharyas have said that there is an impact of the season over the food and crops and everything which is uh, growing in and around us so considering that if uh, a certain rules are applicable for all the seasons uh, the cow's milk we get from the cow itself cow eats certain plants and other things saying that uh, uh, also we can consider that during varsha rutu there is considerable amount of vata increase not only in the persons animals and also in everything flora and fauna in and around around us might be slight changes may be there according to the season seasonal impact over the foods may be there yeah so we can consider slight changes not maybe gross but that that will not mean Uh, correct me if, if we're wrong. That you know, suddenly cow milk will become what I increase. No, 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 no. Suddenly, suddenly it might not become suddenly. Uh, sudden changes might not be there. So because uh, nowadays whatever we are taking, we are not taking the milk directly from the cow. So it it has undergone so much of process, pasteurization and all those things before coming to us. And anyhow, we are keeping it in the refrigerator, uh, cooling it, and then uh, uh, we we may have an extra stock of milk. so after half liter is emptied then we remove the other half liter from the freezer and heat it <coughs> so here itself we are doing the viruddha uh, things uh, to the milk like uh, we have chilled it we have poured it it has undergone pasteurization it has gone to the home then gone to the refrigerator then we remove it then we heat it so many things we are doing in and around so in in that sense itself immediately after removing from the refrigerator so the milk may aggravate vata and kapha as such when it is taken so again we are heating it so due to that so the milk today what we are taking it is not directly consumed from the milk like uh, in villages uh, it is applicable so people may take directly from the udder of uh, the cow and uh, consume the milk uh, so in some practices also it may be done but uh, we in the city life and the modern urbanized life we are not taking directly from the cow so only once it is it has gone all through the filters we are taking it 
So immediate impact of Varsha Rutu, which stays for around two months on the milk and changing it on a daily basis, I don't think so. Minor changes may be there, but the gross changes and immediate changes will not be there. The uh, question was, uh, can cow's milk go through changes in rainy season? The simplest answer is yes, it goes into changes. But how much, whether it is going to change its basic nature? No, it won't change the basic nature of the milk. For example, for purpose of understanding, in any other season, if cow milk is able to quench vata or quench pitta by 50%, maybe during rainy season, because of increased water in the atmosphere, even that may influence the quality of the milk, thereby it may come to 48%. That's only 3 to 5% or 7%, that much change will be there. But its basic nature of quenching its particular doshas or increasing particular doshas doesn't change to a large extent but there will be variation depending upon the seasons how the effect of seasons on human beings in the similar way there will be effect of seasons on various animals as well as the wood crops yeah i totally agree with what guraja sir said that is the basic crux so the base of uh, what we need to discuss here so the basic milk is milk so slight changes may be there due to the effect of uh, the climatic changes, but uh, expecting gross things to happen, big things, uh, big changes to happen, I don't think uh, it will happen. So that is the basic thing. Milk is milk. Just as we as human beings respond to the nature or the climatic conditions, when there is winter, I'll wear a little bit of warmth. While it is rainy season, I'll definitely remember to carry an umbrella. When it is summer, I just uh, search for light cloth. So just like that, it is a natural reaction of me to the climate, but it is basically me. So I don't, I don't change. So I change how I adapt to that particular uh, climate or climatic changes. So the milk also or curd, whatever it is there. So there will be a response to that particular climate. So in all the food products and flora, fauna, animals, human beings everywhere in the nature, but uh, may not be the gross uh, changes. Can we just send the cream of curd, milk, which rock sugar and consume this mixture to increase weight on empty stomach around 11 a.m. or after lunch? You see, it's a uh, typically the thing is why 11 a.m.? Why the question has come as 11 a.m.? Or why after lunch? Very simple. We need to consume food only when we are hungry. That is a baseline. We need to keep that. Okay. When stomach is empty, it may be 11 a.m. or it may be 7 a.m., whatever it is. If you are feeling hungry, if you want to increase the body weight and that, then definitely this type of combination definitely helps because it improves kapha tattvas in the body. So it can be taken. But provided you should have sufficient agni to digest these things. So cream of the I mean, curd or cream and all these things, mixing with the sugar and churning it and making something like a lassi, consuming it at 11 a.m. If you are empty on empty stomach and if you are feeling hungry, definitely you can take it. But after lunch, be cautious. If it is really you are feeling hungry, then you can go for it. Maybe after three hours after the food. But it is not soon after the lunch. Thank you, sir. And then there is curd rice should be sweet or simply uh, sour. It, 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 it can be both. We have already discussed those qualities. Uh, based on sweeter, sweeter so sour. Can we take curd in the form of panchamrut every day morning on an empty stomach? We have published an article on panchamrut. Just answer in brief, yes, it can be taken. Uh, it is a form of rasana, yes. In uh, in Bengal, a very popular sweet called mishto dole is Mishto-dole. made from 
curd and jaggery so there are uh, so many sweets particularly in bengal they prepare lot of uh, milk sweets rasgulla is one of the famous one and they use all these combinations there is no harm in it but of course whenever we make a such combination that is typically depending upon the places where we live the climatic condition habituation everything has an influence because we don't consume a similar type of sweets made out of milk items how they consume so rampantly in west bengal and those bengal areas in the southern india or even some part of the northern india so there is a typical way of consumption we are all habituated to that type of history so we will have a combination of course mixing the curd and jaggery and making something like mr doi it can be used no issues but if you are familiar to that and your body supports that there is no problem otherwise how can i some indian from where here we go and settle in somewhere in australia new zealand canada and america we adjust to all continental foods we eat everything no there is no issues as such we can be it can be taken yeah coming to misti doi uh, misti doi is uh, uh, that is misti and dadi uh, that combination so it is a uh, bengal's favorite food i think even it is considered as auspicious uh, to start some works with uh, they start with misti doi so coming to that it is a moreover regional food and since it is a regional food people in bengal have been used to take that food since ages so like it has come through the genetic tolerance like almost all the people if they have not migrated a certain part of uh, the family has not migrated anywhere and they are continuously in bengal throughout uh, so many heads of the uh, generation so many generations of a particular family probably uh, taking mistidoi will not affect anything at all so because it is the regional food that it is their cultural food and they are used to that geographical food and that might definitely not make uh, because it is a practice okasatmya and also it has become much more than satmya for those people so definitely uh, it will not uh, do any harm one example i want to give here if if it is not out of context i belong to a, a place called ballari in uh, uh, karnataka where people eat lot of chillies like uh, chilli bonda so mirchi bonda or chilli bonda a stuffed uh, Uh, this one not capsicum it is the uh, spicy chili itself which has been stuffed and uh, people eat plenty like it is a regional food there uh, there was also a research long back nowadays due to pollution uh, things have changed that uh, cases of asthma and bronchitis were very less in ballari respiratory conditions were very less that was also uh, that is that uh, credit was uh, given to excessive consumption of chili very strangely number of gastritis cases or duodenal or the peptic ulcer cases was less in ballari in spite of people taking a lot of chili me personally uh, in my childhood till adolescence we used to take a lot of chilies and chili bondas at home it was like a family food regional food if people don't eat those mirchi bonda they they are not considered as belonging to ballari okay so that is that is what uh, like hi, with high collard i can tell i eat uh, mirchi bonda that is that is why i am a ballarian or i am a ballarian because i eat uh, mirchi bonda if you don't eat you don't fit there so even today people eat a lot lot of mirchi bondas and one question is why people have uh, less gastritis cases less peptic ulcer cases because through generations the stomach has become tolerant to the mirchi and mirchi bonda that people nowadays the immunity is becoming less i'm not speaking about the immunity unless otherwise people are very tolerant now that i stay in bangalore it is pretty a long time that i have left to ballari even a single chilli or a half a chilli somewhere in the food 
I am I will not tolerate it because that practice has been discontinued. Now, if I go to Balari and eat mirchi bonda, I will definitely not tolerate it because there is a discontinuance of my practices. I will not tolerate it. And similar was the way why people had less respiratory cases in Balari. So that was contributed to contributed to the ushna guna of uh, the mirchi bonda and the hot and spicy food the people are taking. And see, Balari. Once people used to tell, Balari has only two seasons: summer and very hot summer. Even now, even in winter, we will feel that warmth. Even in rainy season, we will feel that warmth in uh, Balari. So, in spite of so much of heat being prevalent in and around, people eat lot of spices. It is on the other way; they should eat sweets and other things which uh, counteract the heat. But people eat spices. So here, it works like a vipari tarthakari, like similar things taken uh, together, so might counteract vishasya vishaushadam, like. that particular concept there is a big concept in uh, upashaya anupashaya prakarana so here i think uh, the like things are neutralizing the effects so the hot season the hot food stuffs taken and the tolerance of the person everything is neutralizing and the person is not uh, feeling any discomfort so probably such principles apply to the geographical foods regional foods what we are using accustomed foods and the foods which we have been used to over a period of time and through generations see we we, we should understand another important point here so whenever uh, acharya very clearly attributed certain guna karmas to each and every type of drug or autoimmune food preparation whatever it is it is that only when you consume that type of things as a whole totally same thing then you will have that influence see whenever uh, there is a practice popular practice of eating some mishto doi that is one spoon or two spoon we eat it in the morning as a uh, shubha or something like that or something should be uh, started with uh, sweet and jaggery like something people even uh, in maharashtra also they start with dahi and um, combination of uh, sugar candy this is co- common practices so this is only that how much we take it that needs to be understood it is not we are consuming as a, you know full of our stomach It's only a few spoons and when we eat one spoon or two spoon and we anticipate that suddenly the effect or bad effect will happen with that no it's a influential effect could be seen only when it entirely responsible or turns into such a vipaka which can influence the doshas so we need to understand that it may be very popularly amgarasa and amla vipaka if you taking only one spoon and you are eating uh, two cups of rice and only one spoon of that that doesn't make any sense there because it will be over marked by the, the masked by the other things so that's why rashi is one of the important thing in the uh, food whatever the total quantity we consume that also influences its effects are its gunas onto the body so we need to keep in mind that just simply eating one piece and say that uh, that will have a ushna in my body you know you might have eaten something other than that which is even much colder much heater in nature so it is a nullifying effect will be there so we need to understand that whenever anything has to show its effect means it should pre- um, pre- predominantly overcome as a dominant vipaka at the time of digestion then only the things will happen there is a question on like it is said that jaggery is ushna from my references there are you know, mixed uh, opinions it's some some people say ushna and some people say na na atishita Not so very cold. So it is said that jaggery is ushna or hot, so hot in uh, so it in, it can increase pitta dosha. So jaggery is not beneficial when there are pitta imbalances. Is there any way to make it balance or best to avoid in that case? Part of it, part of this part was you know just 
answered by uh, Guru's sir. Now that you know, I mean, with permutations and combinations would take care of the uh, of the you know probable uh, side effects. And this is Naati Shleshma Karo Dautaha Sristam Mutra Shakrat Gudaha Prabhu Takrimi Majjasurk Medvamsa Kapha Paraha Radhya Puranaha Patyascha Navashleshma Agni Sadakrut. So new and you know this is akin to say new honey. Uh, how it can potentially increase kapha doshas. Similarly, it is told old one is good. Old one uh, is rudya congenial to heart. Is explained. Another sloka says adhauta adhauta purana nava. Washed or clarified, not clarified. New and old are the four ones. Saksharaha na atishitaha. It's not so very cold. Snigta etc. Is told by Asarasushita. And then uh, Rajanagantu says. Lagur Agni Deepana. So this indicates that it can potentially increase digestion strength, probably hot in that way. Uh, Guru sir, please. It's very typically Jagari or Guda is considered as Pittakara. Very typically, there is one reference saying that Tatra Matsya Kulaptamla Tilamasha Surahitaha Pane Mutram Mudaschittam Dadishuktam Chabojane. That also very clearly indicates that all Ushna Dravyas are with Pittakara Dravyas are taken care of. So in that also Jagari is one of them. And you might have even seen many attempts for uh, a young girl who has attained menarchy will be fed with jaggery and tila as a combination. And they will make a laddu out of that jaggery and tila that is given. It's very typically because it is pittakara in nature, ushnavardaka. So that pittakara and ushnavardaka nature influences the uterus at the gabakosha and thereby it makes it cleanse itself very easily during the process of menstruation. So that is the reason they usually they give it. And not only that, it also nutritive because you will be losing the energy and it will support the nutrition. For that reason that has given. And those who are already having a Pitta Dosha related issues or diseases which are due to the increased Pitta, then you should definitely avoid taking jaggery. There is another source you can go for it. You can go for Kandasitha or the Sharkara. That will not be treated as um, Pittakara. It can be taken for the purpose of sweetening or the nutrition. On the website, it is said that Purana ghee is not ideal when Agni is very poor. But at the same time, it is said that it improves digestive strength. Could you please clarify, is regular ghee also not ideal when Agni is weak? So this is a, again where the quantity comes into picture. Just I mean, this is true even for the you know, just the ghee, ghee as such, not even not necessarily old ghee also. See, I mean, when a lamp is burning, we use ghee as fuel, and then you know, lamp will continue will continue to burn very well. It will be lit, and it will. Like, but if you pour ghee on the lamp, then you know the light will get extinguished. So similar is the is the case. That Grita is Agni Deepana for sure, but you know, when the Agni is too poor, then uh, we need to take care. Guru Definitely. It's once again the quantity uh, plays a very important role. See, when there is a Prajvalita Agni, if you put ghee onto that, it catches a fire like anything less like petrol. It catches a fire immediately. So many a times we have seen that when we are doing Yajna or Yaga or um, the holy rituals. At that time on the Agni where it's already in the, already in the flames, if you put ghee, it will going to increase the Agni and that too like a petrol it behaves. So, but same thing we could not see in case of oil. If you put oil, it won't catch the fire as such. So based on this nature, we can say that Grita is Agni Vardhana provided. When it comes to Purana Grita, so we need to be very, very 
cautious here what do you understand by the term purana grita at least a purana grita should be a grita of one year old at least can you imagine what will be the smell of purana grita one year old you will find whatever the tightness if you keep it also there will be a slight rancidity so we should be very very cautious and it is not easy to consume that purana grita purana grita is usually given where there is a typical health conditions which requires that so otherwise it is always a good quality good quantity of grita depending upon our agni shakti we need to use it or in order to rekindle our agni in the first dose of our food or first morsel we need to mix it with some hingu or jeera or grita combine it with the thing and eat it so that is the better way of increasing our agnis uh, thank you uh, sir and uh, dear doctor can you please state the difference between freshly made and sour kalp just the how much quantity of pitta and agni it would increase that is the difference we have already discussed that clearly sour kalp would increase the pitta dosha and agni very much whereas the freshly made and slightly sour would not that much can cucumber be used in curd uh, taken as raita a raita is very famous and you know curd and cucumber is used and most of the times coriander leaf and other things are used and again coming coming back to the theme of the day that you know traditionally used many ingredients over a period of time a lot of uh, permutations and combinations but i tried before that and they have arrived at this and because other ingredients are there there should not be a problem but given that curd is not so very ideal to be taken daily some precaution there is unnecessary so one more thing i just wanted to add is uh, amla dadi or whatever it is there if we three, see through the rasas amla rasa basically increases pitta and kapha it only pacifies vata amla rasa so it is uh, pitta kara and kapha. that is why the first slide uh, you presented uh, dr hebbar so there it is clearly said that dadi uh, has a tendency of pitta krut and kapha krut rakta krut all those things have been mentioned here the sour taste itself amla rasa itself is uh, pitta kara as well as kapha kara it uh, uh, so, sorry so it increases uh, pitta it also increases uh, kapha madura amla lavana or uh, the kapha increasing taste amla is there katu amla lavana or pitta increasing taste again amla is there so amla is a common factor uh, to increase pitta and kapha madura amla lavana while increasing uh, kapha also balances vata so amla is a vata balancing and pitta worsening or pitta aggravating taste and also kapha aggravating taste so that rule should be applicable for the curds also and coming to the previous uh, context what we were discussing about uh, the ghee uh, the ghee in small quantity that was the right point you and uh, uh, our guruja sir also mentioned the quantity is quantity does really matter i just want to add here when we are speaking about the simple things which cause dosha shamana it is taila which specifies vata it is druta which specifies pitta and it is madhu which specifies kapha simple basics what we learn ashtanga hrudaya so when ghee is specifying pitta agni reva pitta antargata agni reva pitta antargata the agni is situated in the pitta itself agni is the form of pitta and pitta is the form of agni uh, in the body its representation so here when we are acharya means that when we are therapeutically using the gruta when whenever there is pitta increase or pitta has worsened seeing and monitoring the quantity of ghee it can be used to take pitta under control pitta under control again we need to see the samavastha and nirama stage of pitta 
and pitta is also a dravadhatu that also we need to see and again pouring a plenty of uh, ghee even in the pitta worse condition also it may also hamper the agni so here a balance and a calculative method of using the gruta in the pitta high pitta conditions also is a must that is one thing similar analogy has been given by master charaka in the grahani prakaran there a question is arised how can the increased pitta pitta jagrahani in the context of pitta jagrahani how can an increased pitta cause agni mandya so increased pitta should increase agni also because both are similar entities dependent entities how can an increased pitta deplete the agni so the question is the dravatva of the pitta has been increased there pitta has so many qualities attributes among that the drava that is the liquidity or the water content is increased so when it is increased the fire gets diluted so more the water quantity or the water content of pitta more the fluid content of pitta less the quality of agni so it loses its capacity to digest the food so that is the context given there here also applying the similar analogy with use of gruta a lot of gruta poured into the stomach without considering the agni without considering the pitta may hamper agni and pitta on the other side pitta is considered uh, gruta is considered to be a pitta shamaka uh, dravya so where to use it as a pitta shamaka so where to use it as a medicament where to how much to use it as a dietetic inclusion so this needs to be judiciously decided so that is one point i just want to add uh, add we need to understand you know another important point while discussing about the qualities of gritha that is the difference between gritha and milk both dugda as well as gritha having a similar qualities but dugda is not agni vardaka whereas gritha is agni vardaka that is about the thing we usually explain while explaining the prabhava of a dravya for examples when we give it so that is the reason this is a typical combination or the by virtue of its nature or a special quality of the gritha that it helps to increase the agni so that's why it is even though it is pitta shamaka it increases the agni but doesn't mean that it increases the agni it will also increase the pitta no it is not like that pitta has many other qualities also so it is going to increase the pitta by increasing the other qualities its nature but may not be exactly increasing its a whole of pitta so it is will going to decrease the pitta but increase the agni this is because of its virtue of prabhava thank you sir and there is a question that yeah uh, regarding uh, this agni itself uh, when we consider jatra agni that is uh, the basic agni which controls all the other agnis are the pachaka pitta which is located in the agnisthana that is nabi or in the uh, intestines its quality is said to be tekta dravatvam tekta dravatvam so that pitta which is there in the stomach or the intestine the pachaka pitta it is not having dravatva actually so tekta dravatvam so it has it is free of uh, liquidity or fluidity other people tell that vyakta dravatvam so dravatva is there but in lesser quantity in comparison to the other pittas so this explanation is also there so since it is tekta dravatvam so the fire is dry in nature basically so in grahani it will be impacted due to different etiological factors there and since it is tekta dravatvam it is a dry form of agni it has a tendency to to burn burn the food digest the food and properly convert the food so it is a basic nature of uh, the agni so in that when we give little bit of ghee every day small quantity of ghee that will help as guruja sir rightly pointed out it will help in kindling the agni so the agni will be in balance agni wants the diet in the form of ghee so that ghee will keep 
the fire activated but on the other side dr hebar rightly pointed out like if we pour ghee even on the very good fire so it may extinguish if that is a habit it, it can extinguish here we need to see the physiological aspects of using the grita as agnivardaka and also balancing pitta and the therapeutic use of grita for pitta balancing where there is high pitta including the jatragni so here we need to make a, a difference how much and what quantity of grita should be used and when and uh, how much impact it has on the agni and also the pitta uh, that needs to be taken into concern quickly going through the comments here i know that the appropriate quantity of ghee depends on the state of agni and season but sometimes it's difficult to understand how much is look too little or too much is there is a recommendation uh, or an average minimum that should be used for relatively healthy person for which uh, one to two teaspoon of ghee is ideal for healthy person per serving per meal uh, which is you know what we use which important nutrients people miss out on when they don't or cannot consume cow's milk and other products derived from cow's milk apart from calcium healthy fats and how to substitute them uh, one thing is that i mean the milk apart from its uh, milk is not just taken because it has calcium or you know one or the other nutrient value for the wholeness wholesomeness of it and the overall benefits of it dosha balancing kapha nourishing improving the strength immunity for all those things is taken it's not like i mean if somebody is for example is adopting vegan there's nothing like not nothing there's no concept like substituting if only some person was taking habitually taking milk and he was almost as if not not able to live without milk and suddenly he has become vegan which is very rare but only in those places substitution would come into picture but otherwise it would is not acharya shishuta very clearly said in ajasrika rasayana that everybody should on every day basis should consume dugdha and kshira very clearly acharya sir very said so it is our duty to get the good quality and quantity and a type of milk and grita and consume it in the healthy way that's our need we want to replace it and we want to have the effect of these things replacement is always a replacement it cannot replace anything in, in its totality it will be some adjustments so definitely not for the sake of calcium or healthy fat or something like that we are not consuming the milk or the what you call ajya that is the grita it is for the swastha hita it maintains the healthiness of a person or a health of a person for that reason we consume so acharyas whatever they have said they have said for the purpose of humanity and for the purpose of benefit of everybody so that's the reason we should take it in a straight forward manner that acharyas are not biased and they are very clear in their approach and it is their lifetime observations and maybe because of divya chakshu they understood it very well and they have explained it so that's the reason for ajastika rasayana kshira gritha abhyasam very clearly said we need to have that e2 cow milk and its gritha and consume it in a healthy manner as as per our body requirement how to approach consumption of ghee when pitta and kapha are increased one one clear differentiation is that all the you know rules and health benefits explained are when the person is already healthy if person has pitta and kapha disorder maybe obesity vascular disorder cholesterol what not so then the rules would change we should not take it in that sense see acharya is very clearly said which are swastha hita dravyas 
So these dravyas, if you consume in a proper quantity, it won't influence your doshas in such a way that that can produce a disease. That's why they are kept under the category called swasthahita. So gritha and milk both are kept under swasthahita category by Acharya Charya Shushruta. So very clearly, these things will not going to increase your pitta and kapha in such a way that it can cause problem. So it entirely depends on how much you consume. If you consume with little, you know, almost 100 ml or 60 ml, 50 ml, that type of thing, then definitely it may cause some problem. It may even cause in a healthy person also some disease. So we need to be taken in a prakrita pramana, that is a very typically how much is required for a healthy person. In that category or boundary, if you consume, it definitely won't increase the things. And Pitta and Kapha increased person, then the question will be that where you understood and how you understood the person's Pitta or Kapha is increased. My question comes there. So if you clarify those where based on which Lakshanas, if you're saying it is Pitta and Kapha is increased, then we can say whether that can be taken with that. But as a general rule, consumption of one to two spoons of ghee per serving or a meal doesn't influence or cause any disease or any influence on the doshas in an adverse way. So it can be consumed healthily. To pacify Vata Pitta, ghee is recommended, but if the person is Vata Pitta but has high cholesterol, how much ghee should be consumed or what are the substitutes of ghee are available in that case? Uh, there are many studies done on this aspect and it is clearly mentioned, I'm just quoting one more, one more from uh, Pamed, that ghee increases HDL and uh, you know healthy amounts of ghee, I mean, again, quantity specific. And you know can also maintain or lower LDL and VLDL. First of all, I mean, this cholesterol theory is itself is confusing and self-contradictory in many in many which ways. If someone is believing this HDL LDL thing, it is good. So consuming healthy amounts of dough as specified by Guru Rajasar does not cause any uh, any adverse effects per se. And as a last point, we have we are joined with Dr. Rajinikan Patel. So yeah, when we read uh, most of the Vata Vyadi Nidana in uh, Charaka or Susrut or either in uh, Vagbata, majority uh, disease have seen a common cause for Vata Vyadi, that is a Ruksha Annapan Sevana. So what uh, Guru Raja sir has told, uh, I will strongly support it that nobody should eat uh, any food item which is devoid of any Sneha Dravya. Either it should be containing black sesame oil or uh, cow ghee. So, Rukshanapana consuming daily will increase the Vata dosha and majority of the Vata Vyadi will happen due to this. And in Swasthavrutta Charak Sutrasthana, Charak has uh, mentioned some Nitya Sevaniya Dravya. For example, Madhu is Nitya Sevaniya Dravya, Kruta is Nitya Sevaniya Dravya in that. So, Kruta will never ever cause any bad effect on the person's body. Let it be Vat Prakruti, Pit Prakruti or Kav Prakruti. Condition is that it should be genuine Desi Gao Kao Ghee. So without worrying or without taking any tension, one should eat Kao Ghee daily in their uh, food. That's uh, what I wanted to add here. Thank you. I'll see you in the next session of uh, uh, Guru Bodha. Namaste.